0: We're going to do Mystical Truth Therapy, part three. Uh, So good to have so many of you on here. And I want to uh, continue to invite, if you have questions at any point, you can just uh, raise your hand or we'll have some time for commentary. I know we already did two sessions. So if there's anything from the previous two, totally want to invite that. because none of this matters to me if it's not relevant to us, if it's not making impact, if it's not connecting to where we actually are. I have no desire to do ministry. Honestly, I just like to see other people like feel what I'm feeling. <laughs> like, whoa, I just want people to experience all Jesus Holy Spirit in a tangible, <makes noise> joyful heaven on earth way. So we share good news. Um, but sometimes you know we're all awakening to that and that's honestly that's why we gather for for church or whatever i mean we gather to celebrate and then to see clearer what we're celebrating who we're celebrating and so i'm just you know every year every day i'm i'm seeing more and i'm happier than i was before (laughs) i'm like and i'm more stable and i'm more consistent in in the fruits and in the gifts and in the life and um it's not always just a a a straight line you know sometimes that it feels like you took a couple steps back you know or you stumbled that day or whatever but bing bong shing shong every day with jesus really is better than the day before as the old song says yay so so we declare the gospel so we gather around him we gather around the gospel we we keep looking at this diamond that's been entrusted to us. Well, all these gemstones that have been entrusted to us. And uh, so a lot of the the sessions that we've been doing have kind of been building over the last year. Um, we started this online church in March of 2023. So we're in it was February starting now. Welcome to February of 2024. And uh, they've been kind of building. So, you know, we, we did a session on... You know in we did sessions on grace discipleship on hearing god we did a lot of sessions on the gospel we did sessions on rest um a lot of good things you know and um there's been some really good uh you know uh, stuff um so the last couple weeks we've been doing this mystical truth therapy and uh I just called it that uh, i stole the phrase truth therapy from francois du um i i added the word mystical on there and i'll, I'll i want to dive deeper tonight into a little bit of the practicals of it if you want some more of the background watch mystic Soup therapy one and two but i i also added the word mystic onto it because uh i like that word uh, but also <laughs> Because it, when you hear truth therapy, sometimes you, you can just equate it, and people have mistakenly equated it with just mental gymnastics, um, just trying to convince yourself of ideas, of just trying to think the right things, or even like uh, maybe some of our old Word of Faith background stuff, where it was like, if you if you say it enough, just got to speak it, just speak it, brother, just say it more, you know, um, like say it more, or think it more, or write it on your mirror more, or just like you know you got to put it on your dashboard and you got to put it above your computer and you put it on your bathroom wall and eventually you believe it and honestly none of those things are necessarily bad um but whoa there, there's something deeper than mental gymnastics amen whoa like i'm so glad the gospel isn't about us convincing ourselves jing 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 um at the same time it is about waking up to the truth and There's so many passages that we went over in the previous uh, sessions about, you know, uh, taking every thought captive and um, being transformed by the renewing of the mind and whatever is good, whatever is noble, think about such things. And so there is something about the intentionality of focus, but it isn't. It's totally different than mental gymnastics. Amen. Um, And maybe you'll understand that more tonight. But that's why I, I threw the word mystic in there it's like it's got to be experiential it's really experiencing the person and uh, as we talked about in the last couple of weeks it's really kind of as the trinity has embraced us and they're holding us and like from within this embrace they're just whispering the truth where we were insane and where we lost our mind they begin to speak the sweet somethings
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: so glory glory um so mystic True therapy part three that's where we're at now uh wow. and i'm i'm i wanted to continue i thought about stopping after two but i think we may do i like to do three or four part series sometimes. i don't know but i i wanted to continue because i'm personally attempting to say it more and more clearly for the sake of of many that are still kind of struggling with these concepts and because we're kind of at a really important cultural crossroads right now I think um 2024 you know every year of of reality is building upon there's different uh co- contexts there's people saying different things um you got to say it a little bit different ways cuz all we're really saying is you know behold the new just like Paul said you know <laughs> the old is gone the new is come beat so keep beholding the new um whoa but uh, there's a lot of beautiful words you can put around that and sometimes you have to honestly if you just sit on second Corinthians five you really will get it um woo! well a lot of times it's like kind of untangling the lies because honestly you're already there right we're already here You're already in union. You're already perfect. You've already been made whole. It is done. It is finished. We're in a whole new world. We're on the magic carpet with Jesus. But a lot of us have have adopted. There's just been so many layers of kind of lies. And then the cultural context is really interesting that we're in right now. So I want to address a bit of that tonight and then just give some more like little practicals, so just again, things that have really become kind of my daily pattern. That's all I could really share is things that work for me, you know, and then as we interact with each other, like maybe you have um, stuff that's helped you out and you can share those. But um, so I started a couple of years ago, unpacking the the passages at Second Corinthians 10, where, G, uh, where Paul says, um, I take all thoughts captured to the gospel um because i just began to realize the value of that a lot of what i want to talk about tonight is is taking not just thoughts but also emotions and desires captive um and that's a bit of what i want to go go into that's helped me so much but as soon as i say that people in the modern cultural context can get a little scared or if you came out of religion you can get a little scared because religion kind of forced you into these boxes and it sounds like maybe you know we're trying to get forced in another box um so i want to talk about that tonight but just to back it up a little bit and just talk about the cultural context that we're in again um i'm really thankful actually for a lot of what's happening today like i believe we're in the greatest days that ever have been and then like this is the greatest time to be alive it's really beautiful. There's a a lot of incredible things going on just in this uh, secular world, as if there is a secular world, uh, just anywhere out there randomly, you'll, you know, I mean, if you just look at the planet right now, there's less poverty than there's ever been. There's, you know, access to water, there's access to so many different resources. I'm not saying that there aren't people struggling everywhere. There's horrific things still happening, but, if you have actually studied human history, you know this is one of the easiest times to be alive on on average, on the whole. it's It's just an incredible time. Um we're discovering more about so many different things, so many different aspects of science and uh, health and just everything technology. And though we may be losing some things in certain areas, i'm I'm just still really positive about it. Um, and I just want to name a couple of things that I think are happening related to this topic, related to therapy, related to truth therapy, related to uh, the gospel and the new creation, that when we speak this, and you may have already encountered this too, like when you begin to share the new creation message, some people like eat it up and they're like, oh my God, this is what I was waiting to hear. But there's a lot of other cultural issues that could present a barrier. Um, No, I don't have time to go into all of those, but specifically I'll just say some of these positive things that are happening that we want to be aware of. Again, like a lot of times when we come in with some new powerful truth, it's almost like we swing the pendulum so far that we forget some of the other things that were positive. And you just see that so often. Like there's just, there's so many like social media preachers that want to say some ex- ex- exotic thing, almost, you know, exciting, you know, shocking thing. And they want to push it so far. And there's something really powerful in what they're saying. But then because it wasn't really mixing with wisdom and I, I don't like the word balance, but it's more like, you know, not one thing at the expense of something else, you know. Um, so I'll just say a great revelation that is seems to be happening across the planet right now is that people are realizing we don't need to be ashamed to get mental health care. Whoa, come on. It's actually like, you'll see a lot of, you know, there's even billboards, there's, there's uh, advertisements on TV. There's a lot of things that are starting to speak about this because for generations, it was like, people were ashamed. They'd be fine to go to the doctor if they broke their arm. But if they're having a problem in their brain, they're like, no, like, I don't want to be labeled crazy or whatever, Um, or any kind of healthcare, honestly, like, we're starting to wake up to the fact that there's no shame over just getting whatever help you need that's incredible and is worth like a hundred different messages right um so i want to value that we've already talked about this in previous sessions but some of it's repeat um number two revelation in in the culture people are starting to realize that every voice matters um you, you see this around the world every every single person that like you're at least starting to hear more advocates for. The groups that were marginalized, um, the poor, children, uh, women, like whatever groups had been silenced in previous generations, you're starting to see that. And that's so freaking good, right? Like that's a, a kingdom revelation. Every voice matters. Everyone is a part of the body of Christ. Whoa. Uh, so that's another one. Um, a third one, pe- people are starting to realize that bottling things up, that repression, that stuffing our emotions, that, Things related to that are—it's not a good idea, no. right? Like people are—we're finally, you know, I think two, three generations ago was always like, just, just buck up and do your best, man. Pull, your, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Just yeah. shut up and get to work, and you know, just m- make it happen. You know, get her done. And I think you know there is some some good stuff in there, but we're starting to realize that for those, those that ignored their pain, that stuffed things down, that denied, like. Uh, that repression is not our portion. Like that, you are actually um, a, a a fair a, a complex being that has a lot of beautiful parts, none of which that you need yeah, to yeah. push down, none that you need to shut up. This isn't about telling people to shut up and ignore. And that's a really powerful revelation as well. Um, along with that, we're starting to realize, and I guess all of these kind of point to the fact that we're starting to realize that we matter that our feelings matter that oftentimes we need to share even what's been eating at us. Um, we need to just sometimes talk it out. We need to say what's just in our heart to a friend, even if it's raw and wrong. I mean, even if it's quote unquote wrong, like you're, you're right because you're righteous and you're beautiful and you matter. So just being able to share anything, especially in trusted safe relationships is super good. Um, and I think the culture. So those are just kind of some summaries of how the culture is changing, in those ways, and they're so beautiful. Now, part of why I share that is just to acknowledge it. I honestly do. This isn't a setup for what I'm about to say, although it is kind of <laughs> like the first four. I want to acknowledge all those things I just said as super good. At the same time, those cultural changes have some dangers and can create a resistance to the message. By and here's. Even why you see, even in the culture, there's some culture wars going on, because if you just emphasize the stuff that I just said only, you can easily create an entitled person who demands that God and others adopt their view. Mm -hmm. And you see this all over, and this is a tale as old as time, um, because the ego is always searching for like this new thing to attach to, although you know your ego is truly dead but the lie of associating with that old identity, it's always like starting to lock into something, which, you know, so in an atmosphere where we're like, man, every voice matters and like, you don't need to repress and just share what's in your heart. All of a sudden you can get these emboldened, like people that are just entitled and demanding that everyone listens to them. And there is some good stuff in there. There really actually is that like, I want my friends to be able to share what's really in their heart and not to have to repress themselves. But when it comes to the gospel, if you're all about my view matters and what I'm feeling matters ultimately, and it's all about that, it's like you literally will hate repentance. Mm -hmm. You won't like repentance because repentance actually is the changing of your mind. Mm -hmm. And you'll use even therapy language to to deny repentance because you'll call it gaslighting. <laughs> you'll call it whatever, you know, whatever new terminology, the old terminology, you know, the old generations had their reasons for doubling down on their ego. And now we, in a, a really positive way of wanting to empower people, turn into these kind of offended, entitled individuals that demand that, listen, I my life sucks. And we'll double down in it. And you literally, like the ego wants to attach to that. I'll say this, like misery loves company, yeah. right? Yeah. Misery loves company. And the ego man is miserable. Now, Jesus is our company. Yeah. And he joined us in the midst of that. But this is also what I, I kind of noticed, even creeping into some of our gospel circles. It's like, because Jesus joined us sometimes we forget that Jesus then wanted to renew our mind and transform us, right? So the first half of the gospel is that Jesus joins us, and it, that's hammered drunk. Just like what I was saying earlier, it's like all these things I've been mentioning tonight are have a glory to them, have a whack, right? Misery loves company, and Jesus went down into our misery and joined. But then in the midst of that, he sits there to tell we trust him, and until we're finally willing to kind of say, He doesn't come to invalidate our views or emotions, but He does come to share His. Mm. So He shares ours, but then He shares His in the midst of that. And that's truth therapy. That's the mystic truth therapy. He's not trying to gaslight you, He's, but He's God. He has a bigger picture. Yeah. Like, so you, you, when you begin to share the gospel, it's such good news that a lot of people that are in misery and that have been empowered by the culture will tell you like, that sounds like repression or gaslighting. And it would be if we were telling you to ignore and that your life doesn't matter, that you just need to bottle things up and just forget yourself completely. Like he came to kill the old self, but he fully validates a new creation self, bringing it into his life, sharing his life with us. All right, and a lot of this, I, like I said, I've been I've been just praying about how to articulate this because it's like every year or two, I find a new set of like offenses with the gospel that people come up with <laughs> Like every every year or two. I have people coming along genuinely trying to talk me out of my joy, talk me out of my bliss. Tell me the 10 reasons why it's not sustainable, not healthy, not realistic, not the gospel. The gospel is really life sucks and then we die and go to heaven eventually. It's the same old recycled thing, but there's always a new little twist on it, a new little language on it, right? And it's what ego does. It's what religion does. It's what judgmentalism does. What is religion always annoyed with? Joy.
1: Yes. Right, religion
0: is always what religion is always like. Sober up, buddy. Like it's not that good. And here, are the, all the terrible things you need to go through before you can finally get joy. Joy is always far off. Like it's always. It, you maybe will have a little bit now. They might. They might sing about it in church a little, um, which is always hilarious. It's just like. I've got the joy, 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 deep down, you know,
1: <laughs> it's a,
0: and it's just recycled over and over again. There's there's always another reason why you can't really have that joy. It's, It's always what self-righteousness does. It's always what judgmentalism does, you know, and all of these actually genuinely beautiful cultural transformations that are happening. Can quickly be turned into another judgment stick by which we judge everyone around us.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: You're you're not into the newest breakthrough as I am. No. Okay. You don't understand mental health. You don't understand what it means to be a real human. You know, I'm a real human. That means my life sucks and it's hard and I'm gonna die. Like <laughs> it's like, okay, but is that how Jesus defined humanity? Like. Is, what about Jesus's thoughts? Yeah, you know, whoa. Yeah. and this is where I want to encourage you: keep reading your Mirror Bible. You know, keep reading Mystical Union, keep reading Baxter's books. Keep stay in this. They, these things are—they've been saying the same things for decades. They haven't changed depending on the cultural milieu of the day, and there's still good news. There's still, it's still good to know. Let, let me read the quote from Francois again that started this series. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, are, you, are you guys ready for this?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Um, this, this comes from one of uh, uh, Francois's books that was written in the 90s. Guys, uh, truth therapy does not attempt to untangle the complicated emotional hurts and traumas of the past. Instead, the truth reveals the integrity of our original life, perfectly redeemed in Christ. He is the fountainhead of our Genesis. The engineer of the universe is also our Savior. Paul did not say, behold the old. He said, behold, all things are new. It's not about denial. It's about embracing something of far greater consequence. Jesus died humanity's death and thus brought closure to every claim against mankind's wholeness rebooted life is our new reality Woo. rebooted restored redeemed um now again when you when you start talking about true therapy people can think are you saying that we're throwing out all the other forms of therapy that's not what it's it says but the gospel is the ultimate therapy. The good news, the embrace of the truth is the ultimate therapy. That doesn't mean just like 100 years ago when they started to experience physical healings for the first time, a lot of guys said doctors were unnecessary and made that sad pendulum swing. Right now we're realizing like you've been made complete and a whole. You are a new creation. That doesn't mean you're throwing out every other you know therapist or counselor or, or mental health professional. But if you're not aware, if your context isn't the gospel, you'll turn these beautiful new revelations into another reason to put off joy for another day, to put off all the glories of the kingdom, distant or delayed again. And uh, whoa. So thank you, Jesus. True therapy is, is, is any of those moments when we stop demanding that God fits into our box.
1: <laughs>
0: when we stop telling the Trinity what's true and we let the Trinity tell us what's true. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shagalaga, laga laga. Whatever they share with us will always be right on time. It will always be so loving and will always actually set us free. Yeah, it's the only yeah. thing that brings true freedom is yes. the truth. Um woo. So yeah, many times we're we're we've built up these these walls to not receiving the part of the gospel where Jesus lifts us out of the misery into a whole new perspective in a whole new world. There are massive differences between hearing the gospel and just gaslighting or devaluing your feelings or repressing. It's about getting a greater reference. It's about seeing, again, the old discussion of facts versus truth, right? Facts may be real, but there's a greater thing called truth, which capital T finds its definition in Jesus. What's true in Jesus? That's where the sap is. The other stuff, the facts may help you. We're not saying ignore the facts. That's where repression and all the unhealthy stuff comes in. But we're saying, become aware of something greater. And this, guys, has been the secret of the whack for me, is is just like saying, yeah, this other stuff may happen. Like, I'm not ignoring that, but I am drinking from the reality that never changes. Something that's actually true now. I'm whole, I'm complete. Uh, The whole world is made perfect. I'm in paradise. I'm in heaven now. I have all of God. I'm not waiting till after I die all this good whoa these are the things that i rehearse in the in the moments when there's the most challenges right in any moment yeah and as those not not by like just trying to say it think it spray it enough yeah. but just it, it is there is an ability that you like self-control to take these things captive by the gospel let's talk more about it um
1: woo.
0: come on ding, ding okay okay i'm going back to my notes Let's see. I guess closing up that first section, I'll say taking thoughts captive by the gospel is often where the rubber hits the road with many who are rightly concerned about our mental health care. <laughs> many do not like taking thoughts captive and want us only to pursue psychotherapy models. Um, yeah. OK. But there is a new creation versus an old creation. And if the old hag is actually already dead. You don't need to spend years untangling things that are not even you, right? Um, And that's what Francois' post talks about, his writing. Shagalaga, laga. laga, laga. So a lot of this is really where are we identifying? And this can come down to just language that we're using on a regular basis or whatever. Um, Again, if this doesn't feel like liberty, i encourage you to see it a different way because it's super, super liberating. Uh, I'll say this to several of my friends. If they're like, man, I feel like crap, I feel stuck. I'll be like, do you though? Because who who feels stuck? Who's the one that, and now that sounds like gaslighting, right? And it could be if I was just trying to kind of tell them to shut it up and repress it, like the heart attitude of it was just to ignore, or if the heart behind it is to identify with a greater reference. The question is like, it, does Jesus feel stuck right now? Yeah. You know, like is Jesus depressed? Is Jesus and is if you have access to his thoughts, his mind, his life, in any moment you're you're allowed to feel with him what he feels. It doesn't mean you have to stop or fight the other thing, but where are you identifying? Where are you drinking from? You can sit and meditate on the stuckness, meditate on the old. Which is a lie, but has some substance to it in some way. Um, But in those moments, you can say, how do I really feel? How does my real self feel? How do I feel in Jesus? Like, I'm in union with Jesus. And sometimes Jesus is grieving for a bit. Sometimes Jesus is. He feels the pain. He feels empathy. He's like, he notices that stuff. But the overarching atmosphere of his emotions is different than that right the overarching like it, the bible's all about joy 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 unspeakable he said i spoke these things in john 15, 11, that your joy may be full now the 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 2024 gospel is i spoke these things so that you could feel the whole range of emotions and be halfway depressed and halfway in joy
1: <laughs>
0: now i know that like I'm treading on some scary ground here, but it, I, I want to tell you it works. If if you think that the gospel is about embracing every kind of emotion and every kind of feeling, like you kind of have to have this balance of like, like, well, you don't want to get too carried away with joy. You don't want to get too carried away with peace. Sometimes you want to go into the Like you will end up just like everyone in 2024. Like, you know, Elmo posted the other day on the, on Twitter. He said, "How's everybody doing?" There were like fifty million responses from everyone. It was just Elmo from Sesame Street, right? Everyone's like, "Elmo, I'm depressed. I want to kill myself. My life sucks. Everything's horrible." They like, they like, there were articles written about how scary everyone was after reading that. <laughs> like, but the 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 message that's being preached in 2024 is feel everything, embrace everything, just you know you want to be a real human that's in touch with all your but jesus defines what a real human is this does not uh it won't get you approved in 2024 but jesus defines that stable emotions and jesus is freaking ecstatic guys he is he's lit at the father's right hand yes he does weep with those who weep yes he does feel grief when with people he he sits or he it's not like he's only a one stoic stagnant emotional being but the overarching sense of the present i mean just feel yourself at the right hand of the father right now seated in heavenly place what is it like (laughs) you can always you don't have to take my word for it you can stop and ask trinity how does it feel to be you Jesus, how does it feel to be a human? Yeah. Ooh, whoa, whoa. whoa. And, and that's truth therapy. Honestly, that's it. That's it. Now, if you've been identifying with, you know, just pain, suffering, sorrow, and stuckness for so long, it may be a challenge. Like it can take some time to. You know, you, you've been in a habit of a certain way of being. So being drunk all the time, being in ecstasy, being in light, light and life may feel strange to you. Um, and that's okay. Like the, the glory of it is that Jesus loves you no matter who you're identifying as, but he will just keep coming and sharing his life with you, he'll keep speaking that truth over you and over you until you finally agree, <laughs>
1: you know.
0: And when you agree, you'll feel more and more and more of that increase of in the waves of what he feels like and what he and, and this is the whole point of, of metanoia from the beginning, the whole point of the gospel. Right. He says the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Therefore, repent and believe the gospel. So we just don't want to let all of these like cultural contexts right now uh, build a wall up against repentance. You know, whoa. we get so offended because our, we think our perspective is the way. Like the whole reason Jesus came is because we lost perspective, <laughs> and He brings His new world with us. He brings revelation. Oh, this was meant to be a playground again. Like, ah, it's not a battlefield. It's not a war zone. It's free. It's colors. It's light. It's life. You know, the new world of Jesus's thoughts, Jesus emotions, and Jesus desires.
1: Wow. so yeah yeah there there's yeah okay
0: the reality is that the fall is over Uh jesus fell with us and therefore transformed everything (laughs) someone told me recently that they're a good book you know it's too many books have been written about the fall of adam but uh, what what would be incredible if someone wrote a book called The Fall of Jesus, how Jesus fell into the fall with us and then there, therefore transformed everything. This is ultimately the gospel. When Jesus shows up on the scene, he says the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Why? Because he fell down into the pit with us, brought the kingdom, and then he says, so repent and see the new world. Uh, I'm here. I I'm in the pit with you. So it can't really be a pit. The one that spoke all things into existence with the word, the author of pleasure, the one, the one who is love is in your darkest pit. How can it remain a pit? That's the thing we preach about union so oftentimes. We're like, yes, God is with us. It's like, if God is with you, you have everything. <laughs> like if we've we just said, Yeah, the message is just God with us. It's like yeah, then why are you still talking about sin, darkness, depression, like sickness, like why you, you obviously don't believe God is with you, you know, <laughs> like he's with you in those places and his his he fell in there to transform them. Therefore, think that way. Therefore, allow yourself to think that way. Yeah. Now let's get intensely practical. Okay, this will be toward the, the, the latter half of our message here, but uh this means throughout our day like allowing his thoughts and emotions to just flood in now either he'll initiate that which he's so good at doing that thank god this doesn't start with us initiating it um that's where we get really afraid and we get confused we think he's not going to keep speaking this truth to us Uh, we think that he told us one time and then went up into heaven and gave us a book you know (laughs) or that if only i had a spiritual father or if only I had a guru. That's why people are always looking for gurus. They miss the Trinity up in here. Well, the Trinity's going to keep showing up every day of your life. Like Holy Spirit's primary job. Remember John 14, 15, 16. So Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. I will not leave you as orphans, but I send you another one, an advocate. That advocate is really just like kind of the one that leads you along out of the darkness, out of the lies. Right. So always uh, you're going to have Trinity initiating whoa and this is huge man because all of us have felt a point where we're like I can't play this mental gymnastics game yeah. that's too hard
1: yeah
0: I can't convince myself but the good news is that's not your role the primary role of holy spirit is is to lead you into all truth jesus finished the work and now holy spirit is awakening us to the to the completed work and that's a big deal so it's not like jesus finished the work now you got to figure out how to make it manifest it's like, no, that's Holy Spirit's job is leading us, awakening us, opening our eyes. No one wakes themselves up, right? Yeah, that's why you have an alarm clock. Well, Holy Spirit is your alarm clock, but oh, that's probably not. That's some, I hate my alarm clocks. But. <laughs> but we do hate our alarm clock sometimes. <laughs> and, and she just keeps ringing. She just keeps ringing like, wake up, wake up. Well, we hate our alarm clock because we've been woken up for really bad things, but we're we're not getting woken up to more work, you know. Um, anyway, whatever. Uh, that being said, so in that context, right, of knowing that, like, even if you forget, even if you forget a hundred times, a thousand times, like, yeah. Yeah. Holy Spirit is relentless. In that context, though, I I don't want to to leave room for victim mentality because some people still, they're just like, I've heard this so many times. They're like, well, if Jesus wants me to stop, he'll just make it happen. You know? And that often can be true. I mean he knocked Paul off or Saul off his ass and just changed everything around. And that does happen. And ultimately that's what salvation is. At the same time in your everyday life, you're not just stuck like waiting for some big divine thing to happen. You are full of the Holy spirit already. Like you're full and a fruit of that is self-control. So like, I I do encourage us, like if you're having a moment of discouragement, just sit with God um, hear Holy spirit. And you also can take these thoughts captive. Um, You can say, I mean, who's, who's really stuck. You know, who's feeling that way. What, what is reality here you can you can moment by moment now if you have to do it every moment it's exhausting but if there's moments where you just want to take that thing captive you can do it um I it's so I've seen and this here's why I address this because uh we didn't just show this isn't the first time I've ever preached right we've been preaching this for the last 15 years um and I've seen too many people even in the finished word, just kind of feel start to feel like a powerless victim to like whatever's happening they'll almost even start saying like well whatever god does you know everything it all works according to his plan you know it's like there's kids being raped every day in the in the world but i guess it's all just god's plan you know it's like no it's because a person a human didn't like go with the leading of god in their life you know um and you're not just left a victim of circumstance or Of uh, whatever may come, like whatever thoughts may come, whatever emotions may come, you are powerful. Um, Whoa. I can't say that enough. I mean, look around. Look at the people in this broadcast. Look, there's these are full blown sons and daughters of God. Like, whoa. You are filled with glory. If there's something that you want to move in, you can flow in it. You can just, if you're done with that thought pattern, usually the reason we're not done with those thought patterns or those things is because we don't, we still kind of like them you know, if there, if there's like a, an issue that you don't like in your life and you want to see it gone, once you're really sick and tired of it, you'll kick it out. Cause you're, you're pretty powerful, you know? And now I do realize there are some exceptions and that's why like, it's, it's good. Sometimes you need like to go just get some help somewhere, you know? But for the most part, I would say like 90% of the time you're in a position where if you're really tired of that thing, you have just changed it. You're a son or a daughter. You're like literally in the image and likeness of Jesus. Like Jesus didn't say, Oh, well, you know, uh, it's too hard today, I guess, or whatever. He's like, Move mountains, you know, whatever. (laughs) Now I know that can, again, see if you don't have the greater context of it's Holy Spirit's initiation, if you don't realize it's still by leaning and dependence on the glory within, then that will sound like an exhausting work. But at the same time, sometimes the pendulum swings in people's hearts where they're like, I don't know, I have all these negative thought patterns. And I guess my life's just going to suffer a really long time. You know, it's like, no, dude, you can say I'm a new creation today, like is fresh and new. I'm going to walk in the life. I'm drunk today. Like, you don't have to live another day bound to anything. Every obstacle is so small and weak compared to you. That's why like people want to talk about demons and. They want to talk about sicknesses and problems. I'm like, I just don't have a lot of time for it. I don't have a lot of time for talking about sin because it's just so tiny. It's not that it doesn't exist at all, but it's like put Jesus next to the devil. Like it's like it's like putting in the most minuscule ant next to God. I don't know, you know, it's like, what are we doing? You know, and you're made in that same image and likeness. And so um practically, you know, at any moment where you're like. I again if it say you're feeling some my goal in this guys is that you could live in the bliss that Jesus purchased for you that your joy may be full and now that's not just by again by ignoring but if you if you have a moment where you're not feeling the bliss it's it's not like i'm just going to go try to feel bliss you sit there and and notice Jesus feel Jesus within you Maybe he is wanting you to grieve over something for a moment. Maybe he is wanting you to feel some sort of emotion uh, that the world calls negative. Now, most of the time, he's just going to want to ravish you with like gyrate. Just sh- I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. like like that's, that's mostly what Jesus is. all. He's the happy God. Right. Like we're not. I see guys backing down off the happy gospel. still. Uh, like guys that were all about the happy gospel. Now they're about the full range of emotion gospel. And I'm like, I get it. The full range of emotion gospel is beautiful, but it's still the majority of happy. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So there's like a, I, I get it because they're trying to respond to people that thought they were only allowed to feel happy.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: anyway, but if you, if the point is in those moments where you're like, man, I feel stuck. I feel depressed. Not to try to fight that thing, but to sit and notice Jesus within you at any moment. To to say, Jesus, what are you feeling right now? What are you, like, what are you uh desiring right now? What are you thinking right now? And I, I still meet a lot of Christians that honestly, they're like, I don't know how to hear God. Well, we did a whole bunch of sessions on that last year. Um, it, Cause if you're going to feel really stuck, if you, you're you like, I don't commune with God, I'm a Christian. It, your life's going to suck. Like, cause that's what Christianity is about. is <laughs> a communion in a relationship, but in any moment you have the ability just to notice and just start noticing and maybe you're like I don't notice much. Well thank him for the little much that you had.
2: Whoa. You know,
0: well I, I felt a little win because yeah. when I first started feeling God, it was like a tiny little trickle. Honestly, I, I was like it was like I was praying in tongues and I felt a little thing happening inside my belly. I was like what what is that? What is going on in there? You know, like it was like shaka like whoa something's going on. You know, and, and I just kept praying in tongues and Holy Spirit just kept opening my eyes and it became more and more and more, but you have the self control to, to connect, to just sit and notice, um, it's called contemplation. It's called meditation. It's just called remembering whatever you want to call it. Um, but to, to sink into something deeper than just the surface things, right? to sink in something different than just your perceptions of that moment. But uh, like we talked about in the last session, it's like instead of missing the forest for the trees, sink into the forest, (laughs) right? whoa okay this feels awful right now like my job is really annoying me right now now i can let it ruin my whole day or i can realize that like i'm a son of god on planet earth in the greatest time to be alive ever ever filled with the fullness of the godhead and i see healings and miracles and i have people that love me and god's on my side i'm like oh i remember the forest all of a sudden i'm whacked you know (laughs) like i can't tell you how many people will just you know focus on the tree instead of sinking into the forest and that's really mystical truth therapy is just wow Sometimes holy spirit will just push you into the forest <laughs> Woo! but other times you can use your self-control to sink into that forest and honestly guys that i just summed it up for you on like what keeps me in the whack every day like this is what keeps me in the whack every day like i'm hammered drunk because i know now, what I'm taking thoughts captive to is like Eden, paradise, bliss, candy land, like every day is is like a mystical paradise for me, like, because I know that's what the gospel proclaims. And I'm not waiting till after I die, but I'm realizing it, the only hindrance was just, it's not even in your brain per se, it's it's just lies that have been projected upon you, because your your brain is actually holy, Your your mind is holy, your emotions are already holy. Your, your being is completely holy. So what's the problem? People are like, well, why are there still struggles? Simply lies. It simply lies about those things that mystical truth therapy and hearing Jesus's thoughts again, brings you out of, and you realize I'm already in heaven on earth. Like, what, why, what about, what was I waiting for? And uh, I, I preach this so often and people will feel it for a little bit. They're like, whoa, I was so drunk in those meetings. Oh man, it was so awesome. You know, whatever. And it's like, but when this becomes the pattern and the habit of your life, of sinking into that forest, whoa, sinking into the thoughts of God, AKA repentance, AKA metanoia um, of a whole new world, not just mental gymnastics, okay? But it's a mystical thing. Well, I mean, I feel it right now. Like it's a myst- it's a mystical sinking into a greater reality that's always underlying the outward illusory things and this is why you know people have used the the term self-control to criticize us drunks for years but self-control is one of my favorites (laughs) because that means I'm a thermostat and not a thermometer,
1: yeah.
0: you know, and that's a huge revelation in itself. Most, I, I would go, reckon to say most Christians still feel like a thermometer. Like they walk into a place and they're like, ah, the atmosphere here is not that great. I'm like, bro, then you turn it up. You crank it up, dude. And that's my favorite thing to do. Like if I come into a meeting, if I can get away with it without getting kicked out, like, and it, I want to see more glory in there, I just start, start like. Yeah like i'll just start running around and just like come on let's turn over
1: some table like let's get
0: hammered you know because i know a celebration is the atmosphere of heaven i'll just start expressing and worshiping i'll start releasing glory out of my belly and you can do that at any moment of time there's never a time where you have to come under any other atmosphere if you don't like that atmosphere either change it or get out like, don't waste your time. They're coming under a repressive regime of whoever it is. I mean, I realize that some people's house, you, you, they have the right to, to dictate their atmosphere. So if they're not willing to change it, I just get out. You know, <laughs> I think that's what it means to kick the dust off your feet or whatever. Um, but so many of us have just, I, I don't know. The reason why I love, I've wanted to do this series is to get intensely practical about it and just say like, because if this stuff isn't affecting everyday life, then what's the point of it? I mean, I, I don't care about arguing about theology or writing new books. Like, I want people to be in the bliss of their union, you know,
1: uh, the real
0: life-giving fruit-producing uh, region-transforming bliss of our union. <laughs> Which comes when we realize you are, by leaning on the Holy Spirit, uh, That thermometer that awakens the 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 place that you're in to a whole new world whoa to a to the whole new world that's already there we're not saving anybody we're not making that new world come it's already there but by the truth our being is waking up and when your being is woken up it is a domino that like the people around you just start getting pushed over to you know whoa by the fruits. Now again, I emphasize joy a lot, but it's really all the fruits too, isn't it? It's like when you realize who you are, you're just really patient to your super kind. You're gentle. And those are the kind of fruits that people can't argue with and it really do start to change the atmosphere. If it's just joy, some of us have seen that, right? It's like you just these guys are really happy, but they're not patient with anybody. <laughs> like, get me out. <laughs> like, uh, yikes, you know they're 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 really drunk but they're not faithful to their spouses and families like get it get out it's a cult you know like the the fruit is all the fruits and there's just never a day there's never a moment where you have to live without those fruits because they're already here there it's already done you're already in union with the wine vine complete you know shagalaga like every single fruit love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness faithfulness self-control that's a lot of what this session is about honestly um why don't you just receive a revelation of self-control with me <laughs> oh we just we just recognize we're not victims oh. But we have the fruit by the spirit of the spirit of self-control it seems like a contradiction but we don't understand how it works i don't know how it works lord <laughs> that you are the one that works within us to will and to do all the things for the good pleasure <laughs> somehow it's like through our bodies and we get we can make it we can start and stop it a little bit and yet you're the one that ultimately starts it <laughs> We thank you for the gift of self-control. <laughs> <sighs> that, that allows it, all the juice to just flow effortlessly. Thank you, because it already is. Ooh. <laughs> okay, let's take a few comments. Anybody want to make a statement? We, even if you disagree with me, it's okay. I won't fight you. Uh- <laughs> or anybody you want to add or have a question a lot of times we um, i know i i my preaching style is very like this is how it is but uh, if you have a question it's yeah it's, i won't i won't like there's no stupid question to that so, i thought I love to have the conversation
3: glory
1: Was this by God. Woo-hoo. Sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> so good.
2: Wow! 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 So, so, Matt, when you when you said forest, I heard four of us. Two. <laughs> four, four, four of us. <laughs> yep. And just like that, how that always is, you know. It's always the always <laughs> the four of us. Yes, <laughs> in the forest. So so good.
0: Come on, bro. Ooh, no. Who is it that says uh, there'll never be less than four of you in any time? So <sighs> loneliness is a lie. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, it's funny. Somebody talked about that. oh now it's a quadrinity or whatever. I'm like... I think it's still a trinity we're just inside of jesus you know so it's like we're worshiping the trinity and uh but somehow we are yeah, we've been grafted into the the word the new
4: creation yeah i was thinking about that today like we like um john says john Carter says woven into the trinity so we're so interwoven that you can't see any difference but we're not actually the trinity we will never be the trinity because they they god eternal but we are god Sons of God and woven into the Trinity. So we like part, we so interwoven that we can't be disconnected.
1: Shing Ding. That's got whack on it, bro.
2: <laughs> There's something also, Matt, just with what you're sharing that is just so grounding about like the humanity of Jesus. And like he descended he descended into our humanity and um and i love it that this gospel it provides all these fruits that you're talking about because of his great descent that i don't have to do i don't have to like lift myself up into a mood i'm not feeling he is the provider of 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 everything that i need and he validates he validates my humanity and and he is Oh, he is so good. He is so good in meeting, like, like, like he just redefines what holy is for me. Because, um, you know, like, like, it's like, it's, it is pers- so much perspective, because when you can, you can, you can see the miracle of just our existence in our being. Or you can not have that perspective and just not see you know not have any gratitude in that but when when we when we are just like okay jesus like you are holding us together you are in every cell so you're in every single cell so like like (laughs) Like, like wow like okay so so if 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 jesus is here then maybe the mundane is actually sacred and 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 doing dishes is actually glorious so let's let's go on let's let's yeah we're here jesus like this is good and i don't have to ascend i don't have to like you descended like you're here this is holy you you know you're a man and it goes back to that incarnational coexisting with father, son, and spirit that, that like, I don't know, like repentance is such a beautiful thing because it just pushes me further in my perspective of just how inseparable we are. And that is glorious because now the things that I once despised, I'm like, I want that because God is in that and God is here and it's all good. And, um, And it's amazing. And, and, and I, I was reading, you know, Baxter Kruger's book too. And, um, you know, when, when there is like darkness and there's this like a grief because it's like, Oh man, there's this fallenness still. It's, it's, it's almost like, well, isn't that such a, um, uh, and a tribute to the our origin of knowing that we are actually sons of the living God, because it wouldn't really disturb us if we didn't know that that was that was wrong and so let that be a validation of our belovedness in christ like and let that propel you into the union that christ has accomplished like it's just it's all good
0: so good brett uh love when you share man thank you (laughs) who else wants to share i see melinda and josiah's hand up whoever wants to go next
1: go for it hi can you hear me yes yes oh hi
5: um yeah i um gosh i was just i loved what what brett was just saying and and sue said the laminin and i I was listening to the john and audrey teachings (laughs) for the past few weeks and um oh my gosh they were so beautiful with all all of that stuff that. He's literally in our in ourselves and the laminate and dancing and everything. I, I don't even know how to put it into words. You, you have to listen to it. It was great. And I, I um oh gosh, I, I hope I can kind of put this into words, but I don't even know when when this started, like, um, <clears throat> for me with this, some thinking that I've had that has changed, I guess, Um, you know, like just with with stuff that has happened to me in the past and trauma and and stuff, things that I have shared with you, Matt, also. And um, I I just started thinking about like all of these things and believe me, in the grand scheme of things, Mm -hmm. of what, you know, I have heard happen to people I guess my stuff is mild, relatively speaking. However, it, it it just occurred to me, like not I wasn't getting down on myself. Oh, stop complaining, Melinda. So and so was worse than you. You should be grateful. Not that kind of thing. But it just occurred to me, like all of these things that happened to me in the past, and mainly you know, when I was younger growing up. <clears throat> and it, it's like, I, I don't even know when it happened. I think it's within the past week. But it just, I, I just realized, I think Adrian mentioned the thing about time, ta- um, eternity and time and space stuff. And I was like, Okay, yes, this thing that happened to you me in in time and space, yes, it did happen. we We can't deny that it. it happened, and it wasn't a great thing. It was hurtful, it was painful, blah, blah, blah. And then the next thought, I, this might even been a couple of days ago. And then the next thought was, but Jesus healed it with me in him on the cross. In eternity, before freaking thing even happened, and don't ask me why it took me so long for this to occur to me, but it's like, oh wow, I it it's I'm kind of freaking out because this is new for me. I hate to admit it. I've known you since 2000. Well, I met you in 2019, but we were you know on Facebook since 2018, whatever. And it's you know a, a long time, I guess, but still worth it. And um, I, anyway, this just occurred to me, like I, I would say, within the past week, to be honest with you. So. Um,
0: oh, good. It's,
5: it's it's wonderful. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. This is great. Love you. <laughs>
0: it's, it's new for all of us, so thanks for sharing. It, uh-huh. If anyone. They're an expert in the gospel, they need to hear the gospel, you know.
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Melinda.
0: Yes, yes Josiah, yes. bro, good to have you on.
6: What do you want to share? Yeah, uh, thanks, so Matt. Uh, I want to share that Jesus is light, that's what He is, and because Jesus is light, that means we are light also, not just. I'm I'm talking about light, light, like pure light. As He is holy, we are holy. And it's so good. I feel so. I I feel such of His presence, and it's so good. I love being drunk,
0: (laughs) bro. That is a huge revelation, man. You can sit on that. Woo, can smoke on that. That is good. Mystical.
6: I I read Mystical Union, and man, that is an amazing book, and it's been a while but I had to I had to yeah what uh what's her name here said uh I'm trying to find her she might be I don't may not see her picture um'm um, Melinda yeah I gotta remember that uh uh what what she said about um me with the bipolar and all uh Jesus paid for it I don't have it and I'm being healed and I am healed I'm healed in Jesus name
5: amen I, yes, yes, yes oh yeah thanks Josiah I, I just wanted to let you know I'm not saying it glibly because I, I mean you know this stuff isn't easy but um I, I'm telling you I, I said a prayer over a, a friend of mine a few weeks ago with a different issue similar I be honest with you I got this revelation from the cosmos reborn by John Crowder I forget what chapter it was but oh my goodness this was it was something to the effect of we're going to start waking up that Jesus's body is our body basically I hope I'm wording that correctly and um I, I said a prayer over a friend of mine about a lung issue I'm not kidding you I, I was so shocked She called me the next day and said, oh, my goodness, I woke up this morning and I literally felt the last cell of that thing out of my lungs leave. That's exactly how she worded this to me. And I was like, wow, oh, my goodness, this is great. So I just really felt led to say that for you for, for that issue. My friend's issue was something else, but so it, it's just like um, bless you. Thank you.
6: Yes, thank I you. Love
0: that. I love that Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for healing. It's real. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Wow, Adrian, what did you want to share, bro? I see that hand.
4: Oh yeah, I was just thinking like um, today. Like I was just, uh, I've had like a. But two, last two months, I've had this really like um, something happened with a with an argument with somebody, and it just really threw me off, and I was like really upset, and I was like in this dark place, and it was like it kept on, but I was fighting. I was like kept on getting back into the in, you know into the fullness, just knowing that I'm in the fullness. But you know, it was like a battle because I was trying to I was getting pulled into this lie, you know, sucked in all the time, and I was it's a battle in the mind constantly. You know what I mean? It's there's definitely a battle. I'm not saying there isn't, and it's but it's not my battle, but just to see that the gospel, the, the, that I'm in heavenly places, that I'm totally loved by God. And you know, it definitely is. And I'm not saying like there's not a battle and there isn't trauma and all that stuff. But I think I think sometimes I'm just starting to think like sometimes we make our own battles for ourselves and we we can make the trauma and all these things, and we can make this all up in our minds. And actually, we're just free already and we just gotta it's like we can actually make our own problems. Like we can actually, like by by worrying about these things and getting so obsessed with them and having teachings about trauma and building a charismatic doctrine on trauma and a charismatic doctrine on healing and a charismatic doctrine on fighting demons. And we actually build our own little castles of problems. And we actually build up whole problems that we actually, we could just bypass them all and go, like Jesus doesn't say, okay, now I'm just going to take them away now. Um, Because we actually want them there. We're leaving them there. And we actually, so he says, okay, you can play with those for a while. And then you can get tired of it eventually. And we, I think we actually make more problems for ourselves. Not that we, I'm con- not condemning anyone or myself or anything, but we kind of like get sucked into this thinking that we have to have those things and it's part of our identity and that everyone else is having them, so we have to have them. So to just be normal, so we can justify our normalness, so we can feel like we're in or part of the crowd. But yeah, so no. we, want feel, we want to feel in because we want to feel, okay, now we've, we also fit in because we also got problems. But actually we can just be free as well. We can just be free right now because God doesn't need like five years to get free of, of trauma or 10 years or 15 years or 20 years or 30 years or five days. We can go straight to him right now and just run into the father's arms as a prodigal son, be totally healed, be totally restored. And we don't have to wait like 5 billion years to, to feel God's presence. Or So like, I just feel like sometimes I'm not trying to like dismiss like, okay, now he's being sensitive to people and stuff like that. But I think personally, I'm just talking to myself basically that maybe, maybe I'm making all these problems for myself and maybe that's actually just, I'm just hindering myself and I could just be in the fullness and I do not have to all the time, like, like even, I know I'm just saying it now because I'm feeling good, but and maybe in that time I couldn't see it, but I think I can get out of those things quicker and I can just go straight to the source and just be that, be that person that's totally free and just enjoying that fullness. And I don't have to wait for my emotions to line up before I actually am free. And then the, 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 the feelings and stuff will follow later. But I think like a lot of this charismania stuff and charismatic stuff that I've been taught for hundreds of years and all this stuff is like thousands of years of charismania, um, false teaching. It's just like, it's just got to go away. Just fade away, give it to Jesus and just be free. And then just enjoy that. You're totally, totally whole healed and like, just receive it. And not like, and not like uh, get caught up with hundreds and thousands of years of trauma. Cause I've seen people like, they're talking about their traumas and their tra- and their problems like for thousands of years. And every time you go back, they're still talking about like their their traumas and their from millions of years ago. And it's like they keep on it's the traumas and then okay, it's more about their traumas. Hey, but didn't Jesus just like heal you already? Why, why are you going about those traumas? Like there's got to be a place where there's healing. And like I think we just gotta come to that place where we say, Okay, Jesus, I'm healed now. That's it. And then just be healed and then just. I know. I know. It sounds a bit, a bit insensitive, but I'm not trying to be insensitive here. And Jesus does love us, but I think we kind of holding on to these things, and we sort of kind of just let go of them. You know what I mean? I don't know, but that's my opinion. But that's where that's the direction I'm moving in. I'm just Good, bro. totally against all that stuff now. I'm getting totally into just Jesus healed us. You know, it's like even I mean, <laughs> I know, I know that people talk about these things and they want to teach about these things and they have the trauma classes and the deliverance classes, and but I don't buy it because. Uh, I don't see people getting victory from that. I see people getting victory from just the encounter with God and just enjoying Him and just encountering yep. Jesus face to face. That's that's where the victory is. I think that's what I think. But anyway, Ooh. that's
0: good, bro. That's drunk, my dude. Loving you, share man. Allison, what do you got? Good to see your lovely face. It's almost healed.
7: <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> So, on. okay, so I have a thought. Okay, I say this like every single time because I, I'm thinking about the old me that heard the gospel 10 years ago and tried really hard to do it. <laughs> Just tried so hard to do it. Tried so hard to believe it. Burnt out, crashed in a fiery crash. Then I was like, it was the gospel's fault. <laughs> um, And then I went down, you know, tried a bunch of therapy, tried a bunch of supplements tried doctors tried everything i was incredibly sick mentally ill everything um and so i want to talk to someone who's in that point hearing the gospel and being like i'm trying so hard or like it doesn't work or whatever i i i think and this might not be true for everyone it depends on your personality but here's my story my personality i really had to go try i i really had the prodigal son it i really did i had to see is therapy going to work if I do it for five years? <laughs> like, You know, and, it, and I'm not saying it didn't help. It actually did help a little bit. But then it became like really obvious. I could actually tell the point when it tipped over and it became like religion. And then I was like, okay, now let's try some supplements. And some of them really did help. Like the Holy Spirit did lead me to some that are really good that I still take now. But then it's, there's a certain tipping point and it starts falling into cult religion. And then I tried some doctor stuff and it was like the same kind of thing. It's like, God showed me some really useful parts of each one of these. Um, and then it was just obvious. Like my analytical brain had to see it. I had to not take someone's words where I had to know it for myself. Um, so if you're that person I don't know. I just feel like there's just no shame. <laughs> do whatever God's leading you to do. And you don't have to believe anything because someone says it. Like again, I said it last time like ask the Holy Spirit to convince you. And and there's no lost time. Yeah, I wish I could go back and do some things differently. But also, I don't know. This is just a path that ended up happening. And I'm so freaking convinced of this gospel now because I've tried so many other religious avenues, both spiritual religion you know, organized religion and things that people don't call religion, but I call religion where you're trying to do it. You're trying to fix it. You're trying to control your circumstances in your life. And you're trying to be in charge of things and fix everything. And then you start trying to fix everyone else. And it's horrible. So I'm just saying, if you got to try some things, if you got to be like, try the Pharisee life for a hot minute and just really make sure it doesn't work. It's, it becomes so obvious. It becomes so, 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 so obvious that this is it. And so like, like I'm here, not because of any of these people. Well, I mean, relationally, yes. But belief wise, I'm not here because anybody is like, you need to be here or anything. Nobody told me to believe it. Some people did. I I ignored them, (laughs) but I'm here because I really honestly believe it. Six years alone, talking to zero people, barely listening to a message, barely reading, barely doing anything, just sitting talking to Jesus. Like he, he really brought me here. And so if that's what you need, that's okay. I I just feel like that's okay. It's okay. The Holy Spirit is going to work it out. He's going to work it out for good. And it's like, this is like one of these things I always say, like Even religion, God uses even religion, like he's even going to use religion to bring you out of religion. (laughs) He'll use it. He'll use the consequences of these ridiculous things and bring us out. So that's what I want to say. Be encouraged. You're in a good place wherever you are.
0: (laughs) So good. Wow. So much wisdom all up in her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's that's what makes. Uh, and and I honestly, I don't care if you call it truth therapy or whatever you call it. But the way the gospel works is only when it's applied by Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It it will feel like mental gymnastics. When people think it's just like mental gymnastics, it's when we're trying to make it work. If you if you're initiating it, but if you're going with the flow of Abba Jesus and Holy Spirit, feeling their hug first of all like whoa just feel the hug (laughs) feel their pleasure over you tonight feel their pleasure over me over all of us over the different faces that you see here in this group in this room like
1: ah
0: they're really really just happy to be with us and then they speak that truth and they speak whatever it is we need to hear in that moment Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which will always agree with jesus it's always going to agree with jesus but it may be differently different facets of the diamond i think the other thing that allison said which someone said this to me recently like i think a lot of someone said i think a lot of your group it's they're just here because they're recovering from religious abuse (laughs) and i thought you know what that's probably true but you know what also is true is i think all the world has to offer is religious abuse (laughs) so that every single person literally wherever they came from is recovering from a re- either in religious abuse or recovering from religious yes. abuse yes. like because everything that you find in this world is somebody trying their own religion so it's like it's almost like some people will read the bible and be like well i don't really relate to like a law the god and then gospel i'm like well actually all there is is either law or gospel and you're either in a either a law phase of your life or a gospel phase of your life but But then the good news, like Allison said, is that the law was the schoolmaster that led you to realize you need the gospel. So, as Galatians 3 says, so it's like even if you're in a law period and you don't even know it, um, or if you do know it, either way, it's leading you. It's it's finally bringing you to a breaking point where you're going to be like, oh, my God, this doesn't work. I can't save myself. And then the redeeming genius as Baxter calls holy spirit will work it all to the good and you realize like i need it to be done because if i have to get it done it's going to suck so i need it to be done and then jesus is like no i did problem. it no problem no problem i did it, <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I like <laughs> adrian what were you going to share bro i see that hand hi <laughs> mike Are You muted, bro. I can't hear you. Can you guys hear Adrian?
4: Oh, sorry. Um, the, the goal isn't even to be healed or to be whole or to be delivered. Anything, none of that stuff even matters. The only thing is just being in love with Jesus. Like the, the Song of Songs is that is the gospel. That is, if, if you read the book of Song of Songs, that is the whole gospel in that. So just being a lover of God, just being totally, totally in love with Jesus, just being totally, totally like in, in like just. Head over heels in love with him, that's all that matters. There isn't even everything else just follows naturally. It's just a, a a product of that incredible love that you're just enjoying him. He doesn't even care about Jesus, doesn't care about your healing that much. You might think he does, but he does he care about your healing. But that's not his first priority. His first priority is that intimacy of that love. He just enjoys that wine, that, that wine of love. That's all he's enjoying. And he's just enjoying you. And if you healed on the way, that's great. You heal, you're getting healing, but it's not, if you make that, even if we make that a priority, that's an idol because the only thing that matters is just him and just being in love with him. And that's all that matters at the end of the day.
5: Yeah.
0: Ching ding ding. Jesus. The other stuff does flow after that, but you're right, bro. If we get one book, get the Song of Solomon, you know? <laughs> but then you can't understand the song. It all flows together. But yeah, bro, intimacy, man. And wow. the connection, the un- the experience. Woo of the embrace the experience of your inclusion in their family Whoa. and out of that flows the other stuff well you will get healed you will feel the prosperity you will have that but thank you jesus for jesus
1: <laughs> uh,
0: anybody else want to share i got like, like a ding dong. so good
7: mm. andy's waving
0: yeah oh yeah bro up andy good to see you buddy
1: yeah
3: (laughs) Yeah, so um in the beginning you started talking about uh taking every thought captive uh to the gospel but i i think you're referring to the scripture said to the obedience of christ so um yes yeah so Uh we have to we have to ask ourselves well what is the obedience of christ and uh, Francois, in his footnotes, uh, describes uh, that as hearing from above. Obeying is to hear from above. So, gee, um, yeah, I don't know how to get into this, but I guess in grief, it, Christ is still there. He's still there. I mean, it doesn't, whatever you're going through doesn't stop the ability of God to still speak to you. Um, I'm thinking like, you know, Jesus had to hear from above when he initiated the feeding of the 5,000. And it was a big old party. And uh, he also had to hear from above in the garden of Gethsemane where he sweated blood. And I don't think he was laughing about it. You know, I mean, the dude sweated blood. But it winds up that for the joy set before him, he was able to endure the cross. So this, this thing about hearing from above, it's really, you know, within you that that voice speaks. It just just pops something right into you that just changes the whole world and makes it endurable and beautiful and exquisite. Um, so. I got a little bit of a problem with trying to always be in the happy place, <laughs> because that kind of in, infers my effort to get happy. But when God just speaks and makes it so, it just becomes so. I mean, sometimes I just want to go back to a journal and just read the things that God said to me and kind of relive some of those glorious moments. But you know, they still they still happen. Uh, maybe not as dramatically um, as they have in times past, but maybe my needs are a little bit different now. Um, So just look forward to those little pop-ups where God just pops up, speaks to your heart, gives you what you need at that moment, and you endure in the most beautiful
1: way. Um, I guess that's about it. That's it. For me, yeah, yeah, so good. Oh yes, yeah. If we
0: if it's ever divorced from just hearing the voice, then then it's just become an intellectual message, and I love it, bro. Not trying to uh, evoke some experience, so it just become religion again. People right. trying to be happier, trying to get the joy, but right. to experience his voice is to have the rich treasure of the you know, full experience of God. So it's so good. <laughs> Pressure's always there, always there, even when Come you on. don't feel. <laughs> Knickle, what do you, what do you want to share, brother? I see your hand up.
8: Yo, yo. <laughs> um. Yeah, I was just thinking about the adversary. You know his his voice is always, or you know, just in religion and all that stuff. Just in, and in the world. He's always trying to get us to doubt our sonship, but Holy Spirit, the spirit of sonship is always get, pointing us to the relationship of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and how we're sourced from that. You know, we're sons. It's like, wow, Woo! what is Jesus crying, Abba, Father, in your heart? And look at, listen to Abba saying, You're my beloved sons and daughters and whom my soul delights. When it's like that voice is so much more rich and powerful and real and alive compared to that little ant you know that little stupid thing it's like man we got no time for that we got no time for that (laughs) and then you just see the whole religious matrix just crumble you're like man look look where that's rooted in it's rooted in the i am not tree and god says you are you come from my i am So we are, we are the sons of God. Woo! It's like poking you in I got the no eye. Time. I got no time for to try to become someone because I already am. I'm a son fully and I'm complete.
1: I love it. I love it. Wow. Come on, bro.
0: Wow.
2: I just love thinking about the influence of the Holy Spirit. Like, we say we're under the influence. We are mm. under the influence mm. of Holy Spirit. Like, if our minds aren't thinking, maybe like, Christ <laughs> spots, we can be like, Holy Spirit, like, I wanna be in your influence. Whoa, I wanna be under your influence. Mm. Cause his his man when he when when his influence is just breathing and and renewing us, it is experiential. It's truth. It's it's he is provider. It's manna. It's bread. It's the water in the desert. Like he's the it's the shade, and you know, like like if you think of who Christ and who God revealed Himself to Israel, like under His influence, like this is woo. This is this is what this is who he is to us and for us every moment of every day. So <laughs> let that be our little prayer, like Lord, let me be under that influence. Like let me just, you know, have the influence of your spirit, because you're good, you're good, and he's gonna convince us. I love that. <laughs> he's <laughs> gonna convince you. It's who he is, you know. He's so self-revealing. he's self-revealing. Yeah. Uh, Sustaining. So good.
1: (laughs) Shuba. Adrian, go ahead, bro. You're
4: muted again, dude. You're muted again. Uh, like when you get, if you get thoughts that, that say like on oh, the past or something, or you don't have to own those thoughts. Those aren't your thoughts. You don't have to like even say that they're not yours. You don't have to say, you don't have to go with them for a second. You can say, nope, those aren't my thoughts. Uh, you can identify like a, th- a thought pattern or a th- mindset or some kind of like thing, thinking, like a unbelief mindset or like a past mindset. Maybe you were at a certain place like 20 years ago and suddenly your mind starts when to go back to that place and said, No, that's not my mindset anymore. I don't have that mindset. I don't own that. I don't own those anymore. I own the position in Christ in heavenly places and the fullness of the finished work, full grace, full the wholeness of Christ. I own that. I'm not going to own those thinking. So you can actually, when you get those thoughts, you say, no, I don't own that anymore. That's not part of me. That's got nothing to do with me. That's maybe that was in the past I did, but that's not me. That is not who I am. I'm not going to be part of those think that way of thinking anymore. I'm not going to own it. It's and even if the thoughts come in your head, brain, it doesn't mean that they're yours. Don't don't claim them as yours. They're not your thoughts. Those are those are, so, are someone else's uh, thoughts, but you don't own them. And if you have a bad dream, those aren't your thoughts. That you don't own them. Doesn't matter what they are. You can have the worst dream on earth, and you can see the devil putting you in hell or something, and you can just say, I don't own that. That's not my thoughts. My thoughts are Christ, and I'm saved by the cross. Nothing, no thoughts of any kind can affect you because. Your mind is a stronghold, and you are a stronghold of God, and you're a walking stronghold. Like I said the other day, like we strongholds, and we can we can walk in the finished work reality of that we see in heavenly places, and just just own any other false thoughts is not our they're not our identity at all.
0: So good, bro.
4: Yeah, that that really is a, a
0: dynamic part of this that maybe we didn't even touch on enough, but. Like a lot of people are just used to thinking that anything that comes into my mind is mine, or anything that I feel is mine. And ju- just because it passes by, you can watch it just pass by. <laughs> you know, you are not your thoughts, you are not your emotions. And ultimately, you can, I think, over time discern what is truly your thoughts because they're the things that come from deep within you which is always going to be holy, always going to be pure. It's always going to be beautiful, which is really, I mean, you can go back to that Philippians 4. Again, it says whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is holy. Think about these things because those are the things that are really yours. And, you know, again, there's this subject could be, it's worth weeks and weeks of teaching on, honestly, because even most Christians, even most gospel people are still, you know, a little confused sometimes when it comes to their day-to-day life about owning every thought thinking this is you know this i need to stay here because i felt this thing you know and that's the confusion of the modern what i was trying to get at the beginning of the message is like just because you felt something it might not even be yours then you're going to spend 10 years processing it in therapy <laughs> like what if it wasn't yours to begin with you know now the things that are really you know continually tormenting you i think they are worth talking with someone about and sometimes you know going to counseling therapy whatever But a lot of times, you know, I'll meet people now that they're like, you know, they it's like every day is like a new they need a new therapist for every day they go through because like, oh, you know, my friend's sister's cat died today and I can't go out, you know, like, bro, it's not about that. It was about something else, you know, (laughs) like, like, let's let's just deal with that other thing. And what's even better is that the gospel deals with all of these things. And that's why, you know, even when I go to like Second Corinthians 5, right, where it says, um, we're taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. A lot of Christians will then think like, okay, so it's about obedience. It's like, no, it was about the obedience of Christ, which is what he did for you in creating a whole new world and giving it to you. So yeah. it really is the gospel giving you a, a whole new world, not about creating slaves that, that need to take their thoughts into obedience. But rec- it's a, this is about coming back to reality. Why, why did Paul go from place to place preaching so that people would wake up to reality, not so that they would become religious slaves or, you know, try, oh, now we're going to introduce you a new, a new thing. You can bat down your hatches and c- control your thought life. No, he's like saying something happened. I have good news for you, you know? And if there's a thought that comes by your radar screen that doesn't agree with good news, you don't have to dwell on it. You don't have to meditate on it. You're allowed to just let it pass and be blissfully unaware of anything but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And that's where your life is going to be. You know, sometimes even people talk about like uh, you know, taking thoughts captive, the obedience of Christ. And because they don't realize that all that like that Jesus did something that we're not repeating, they'll try to repeat the sacrifice of Christ again. And now your life that that's not what you're created for so it'll become a religious depressing like discouraging roller coaster of highs and lows and you're suffering trying to save the world instead of Jesus saved the world and did something a lot of things that we're not here to repeat right <laughs> like that's why it matters that Jesus is savior and lord yes we're sons but we're not sons doing the same thing that the son did we're sons that he's already brought to glory, that he's already delivered from sin and brought out of the fall. The fall is over. So when the thoughts are being taken captive, it's simply just dwelling on new creation realities. And sometimes that can take time for us to get convinced if we, especially if you've heard religion so many times, you may have heard Second Corinthians 10 taught on in a lot of different circles. And it's like this It's just simple. It's remembering the new creation, (laughs) remembering we're in union. We're in heaven on earth. All the negative stuff has been dealt with. All that's left for you is life and life abundant. It's simple. It's simple. But most of us haven't allowed that to be true because it sounds too scandalous. And maybe like Adrian said earlier, we just want to be normal. We want to fit in. And most people are depressed. So we're like, if I'm not depressed, maybe I'm weird. And I, I need to be depressed, too. I have lots of problems too. Like, look at me. I have problems. Hey, the, you know, come. Hey, my life isn't all easy. And Jesus is like, I I gave you a easy yoke and it's light. And they're like, yeah, but Jesus, I don't want to look weird. I want to look like everybody else. So <laughs> it's like, guys, it's okay to be happy and it's okay to have problems too. But if Jesus is dealing with that stuff and giving you a new world, don't worry about fitting in. Don't worry about. Getting back on a religious train of repeating the sacrifice of the Son of God, just drink your bliss and allow it to be. Um, anyway,
1: over. Who else wants to share? <laughs> uh, just,
4: um, I was just thinking. Now uh, this this is such a beautiful message that we have here, guys. This we should be so thankful because. Do you, know, do you know how many churches, I've been to so many different churches and been in so many different movements, part of so many different groups and people all over the world, different groups and stuff. And there's such a, in all these groups, they have such a big evangelistic thing. Then they the people burn out and get backslide. And like millions of people come through the churches. It's like a, they pump them through the system, right? It's like a they, they get there, then they just get spewed out, right? And then they just backslide. I've seen, like, I was in churches with big revivals and stuff, and then everyone backslides. Like, there's, like, a couple, just a handful of people left because they don't actually get the gospel. They never get taught the gospel. And the few that make it are the ones that actually understand grace, finish work. And I just clicked over, over, like, the years. That we are such, so privileged to hear this full message of the gospel, because this is what sustains you. This is what's going to take you to the end. This is what's going to cause you to be a strong Christian. This message of the finished work of grace, all the other stuff—it doesn't work. I've tried it. I've been involved in it. it, it just they—they get—they concentrate on getting people, drawing people. They pull them in, but it just—they just recycling people the whole time. It's like they just—it's like a recycle. You see the people there for one year, two years, and they're burnt out because they, they can't sustain themselves. You can't sustain yourself with a gospel that where you gotta do it yourself. Only this gospel is the gospel that saves you. This is the gospel, this is the real deal, guys. I'm telling you this message that we have here with with Matt Spinks and John Crowder and all these guys, and uh, Baxter and all these guys that are preaching it. This is Thank the gospel you. that will sustain you to the end. This is the real deal. I'm telling you, I've tried them all, they don't work. I've tried heavy legalism, I've tried all the grace c- c- things I've seen, how, how I've seen how the people relate to each other. It doesn't work. There's no, there's no realness. But this is the, this is the, this is this kind of, this kind of gospel is going to take us to the end. We'll always be together. It's like an eternal gospel because it's all about Jesus. It's all about what He does. It's not us trying to sustain ourselves. It's not our perseverance of the saints, but it's Him persevering through us, and it's it's His grace all the way. So I just want to encourage you that this is an awesome message, guys. Just hold on to the message because this is the message that will save us, and this is the message that does save us. Yeah.
1: Young,
0: yeah. You drunk, you drunk boy.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's
0: really true, bro. Yeah, I resonate, man. I resonate with that. Look at the look at the shining faces of these people to be able to commune with
1: yeah.
0: Martin Boyden, Brett and Sammy. We got Melinda. We got look at all these glorious. Oh my goodness, <laughs> this is real. Kenicko, what were you gonna say? We got Matt Knickle in the house.
8: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just uh, thinking about how when we're rooted and grounded in his love for us, then all of our greatest accomplishments like, won't get... uh, will take advantage of us. <laughs> you know, because sometimes we can be like, hey, I-, I don't need God anymore. But <laughs> it's like... He is the source of all goodness. So it's like, and even our goodness. And I love resting in that, in my identity that, you know, I'm good because he made me that way, but it's not a goodness apart from him. And it's not to say that I'm that my creation, like who I am is not good because it is good. But what it is, is, you know, it's, it's in union with the Trinity and with everyone else. And that's what I want to see. That's what I, that that's what we minister, you know? is that reality of union and if, if if it's like no these people are are not as good as me because look what i did or whatever it's like no what are you ministering you got to be ministering Thanks, union <laughs> it's love and sourced by god who is love amen <laughs> so good dude so good
0: Shaga, lagga, 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 lagga. amazing cool. zach victor what's up bro i see that hand Good to have you in here, man. You got to unmute though, bro. If you, I you think you're muted still. He's muted. Yeah. Hello. There you go. Hey, buddy. Hi. Hey. Uh.
9: Oh man, it's great to be on here with you guys. Uh. Man, it's uh. I just got the. Uh, I got the. <laughs> I got the. Uh, mirror translation. I've been struggling a lot with, uh, memory. Like, uh, I went through an attack from the other side. Yeah. Right. All right. Whatever. So it got my brain to, uh, but anyways, I I haven't been able to hold in words when I look at them, but sometimes I get words and I start dancing around. Um, I feel things a lot in the spirit where in my house, I was listening to your, your wife and she was talking to uh the the lady and she was saying like the rock can grow and stuff and anyways just the higher truth that everything is you know Christ is dead in heaven I'm just you know what I'm saying like the glory of the reality that he's alive you know and all that in reality and I, I feel like it's hard to uh
0: anyways Love it, bro. Come on, we're all waking up to the whole we have in him. Wow. Yeah, come on.
1: Ooh.
0: Let's just bless Zach tonight, guys. Just stretch our, our hands out towards Zach Victor here. Good to have him in the house. Ooh. Just releasing that wholeness, that sense of the embrace. Thank you, Jesus, for our brother. Thank you, Lord. All that you're doing in him, we just speak grace and great grace. We thank you for wave after wave of grace, just filling where he is right now. So glad that he's waking up to you, Jesus. That you've got him safe in the palm of your hand. Safe, safe, safe and held tonight thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit Glory, 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 glory. She, good to have you in here brother thank you <laughs> yeah yeah good to see you all tonight guys i think we're probably going to wrap it up here we usually go for about two hours but if anybody else has little prayer requests, you can pop them into the chat. We're kind of keep in this prayer thing. And just, yeah, we just thank you, Lord, for the glory of living in union. That because you, you did something, we actually have something to metanoia about. <laughs> that you are the substance that we are awakening to. Abba, Jesus, Holy Spirit that uh, whatever we talked about tonight would be nothing if it wasn't for what you've already released. So we thank you for the waves that have already been released. We thank you that that each one of us are at a beautiful little place in our awakening, wherever it may be, safe and secure. (laughs) Held, Lord. Like a 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 like, like a hammered drunk hammered with the hammer of Christ
1: <laughs> Michelle
0: a him a little hammer of Christ you
1: know <laughs>
0: <laughs> Michelle's on two days on <laughs> two days days straight. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so good, guys. Um, whoa, <laughs> wow, wow, pass wow. it all around the show. Yeah. Feel
5: free to pass
1: it all around. <laughs> pass it
0: around. Adrian says, "Pray, pray for his late wife's late wife's grand." We yeah, we pray for Adrian's gr- grandma. We bless her, healing, healing, healing. Yeah, yeah. Anybody else that still need that physical healing or has somebody on their heart tonight? We just thank you, Lord. Ooh, you carry every burden. Whoa. You've lifted every burden. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Glory. Ooh, Carlos has a cousin with cancer. We just release healing. Ooh, da, 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 da. We thank you for victory over cancer. New kidneys. Ooh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Adrian's friend in Hungary. Glory, 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 glory. yes 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 Ooh. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Thank you for setting us free from religion and re- rituals and routines. Whoa, into the living communion. <laughs> Ooh, the communion that we shared with you from before the world was. Whoa. Integrating and filling every space, every cell, yes, yes. every part of this world transformed in
1: the glory. Ooh, wow. fold-
0: Josiah's brother. Thank you, Lord. Josiah says his brother has spots on his eyes. We release wholeness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Eyes healed in Jesus' name. Thank you for the testimony as well. Thank you, Lord, because Melinda has her hand raised. You're releasing glory out of her hand. (laughs) I love that testimony you shared, Melinda. You have a healing gift for sure. Come on. Whoa. Boing, 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 boing. Psh, new teeth miracles. Come on. Come on. Woo! We're praying for Aubrey to make millions of dollars. Glory, glory, glory. millions of monies. My bad. It was millions of monies. Not okay. specific. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'll no, take it. <laughs> Woo. Well, we thank you that this is a health and wealth gospel. I don't care what anybody says. Millions of monies in Jesus' name. <laughs> Woo, we're too drunk not to believe it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, that drunk money, Adrian says. That reminds me, I should take an offering here. I should take an offering. If anybody's blessed by what we're doing and believe in it, uh, go to the firehouseprojects.com and donate. Um, it helps us to keep doing what we're doing. You know what really helps the most is if you become a monthly partner, uh, maybe you want to partner with millions of monies. Um, I don't know what that how many how you write that, but I believe God. Uh, kind of as we wrap it up, yeah. You you guys know what we do, what we're about. We got mission trips coming up. If you're interested, there's still a little time to go to Nicaragua with us. You can sign up. Some of you are gonna be in Hawaii with us woo we'll be there soon we're also doing our 11 week uh D- grace community school called kindness experience um which starts in july if you're interested in all that go to the website the firehouseprojects.com and uh shaka laka laka if you're able to uh, to help us tonight but financially go here's a little um there's our online giving thing you can give on venmo cash app Zelly or paypal partnerships help the most Woo! <laughs> I'm drunk. Uh, just go to the firehouseprojects.com, click the donate, maybe you want to become a monthly partner. Screenshot this if you want to use it later. I'm about to take it down. Boom, ding dong ding dong ding. <laughs> Anybody else who needs financial miracles, we just release them in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. Ooh, yeah! yeah 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 glory 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 yeah yep 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 all right guys we're just gonna end there love you all so glad you joined yay let his mystical truth therapy uh transform your daily life
5: (laughs) thank you matt thank you everybody
0: thanks melinda good to see you good to see everybody We don't have um, Sunday church this week, but we'll be back um, with Monday night and then next Thursday night, too, and next Sunday. Oh, man, Sammy and Brett's worship
1: was so good this last Sunday. Thanks, guys, for that. (laughs) Yo!